1: so, start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash people today.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Roll Moderator for
1: tonight's broadcast. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Say hello to my little friend. It's a big red wave. It's high noon for Monday, November 30th, 2020. If you want to stay updated throughout the day, follow me on Parler or join. The Telegram, it is t.me slash I'm your moderator, I believe is how you get there, or go to the Telegram app and search I'm your moderator. Telegram is a pretty cool app. I can disseminate information that way, much the way I did on Instagram and still do, but they don't show it to anybody now, so it is what it is. My views on story posts have now been reduced by over 80% from where they were a short 10 days ago. Something tells me it's not about the content. Every day, multiple people are messaging me saying that I'm shadow banned. Yes, I know. No, there's nothing I can do. And I'm deleting Instagram in another two weeks, anyhow. But it is incredible. What they're doing. I posted a video a week or so ago. Actually, I think it was November 17th, so whenever that was, 13 days ago. And that post was a video of a guy named Russ Ramsland. Now, Ramsland is a cybersecurity expert, and he was talking about how the computer end of the systems can be manipulated. Russ Ramsland has signed an affidavit to that effect, swearing under penalty of perjury that his assessment is true, to the best of his knowledge. And Instagram this morning popped up a warning on that video. Actually, it's from November 16th, that the post contains the same information as a post reviewed by independent fact checkers. Independent fact checkers at USA Today say it's false. A notice was added to your post on November 29th, so 13 days after I posted this, a notice was added saying it was false, and the fact check was from the USA Today. There's an inf- there's a uh, link at the bottom of the notice that says more information fact check. Story of army raid to seize election servers in Germany is false. Now, that's not what Ramsland's video was about. And it takes me to this article from the USA Today from November 17th that says the claim that military performed a raid in Germany to seize servers that show Donald Trump won the election is false. False. And it backs this up by attributing the claim to some users on Facebook claim the military has seized servers in Frankfurt, Germany that show very different results. And it says that this comes from Parler. That's flatly not true. There are people that are completely unrelated to social media feeds who have this information and who have discussed this information. One of them is Congressman Louis Gohmert. One of them is Sidney Powell. One of them is Lyndon Wood. These people are not random people on the Internet. They are people who would have access to this type of information. But that doesn't stop the fact checkers. And the article says USA Today has previously debunked false claims about Dominion voting systems, including that its machines deleted votes for Trump or switched them to be for Biden. Now, without reading that whole fact check to you, you can still know that fact check is false. Because Dominion is set up specifically to be able to do that. It's like in the user manual. And I have discussed. Plenty of times on this podcast, and it is all over the media, if you choose to look for it, to see exactly how Dominion can do this. It was set up specifically to rig elections. That's what these systems exist for. So whatever the USA Today did to think that they debunked that theory is wrong. That's not how debunking works, but that is how all fact checks work. These fact checks always take a claim that they can't actually prove false, and then they just go to some kind of indirect information that has like a cursory connection to the claim that they're actually disputing. They can't simply debunk that Dominion switches votes. We know that Dominion switches votes. It is proven over and over and over again in the statistical analysis from the actual vote dumps as shown in the data, the same data used by The New York Times and Clarity and these other companies that report the vote totals, which is what the media has been using. And so they go back to. The Gomert claims and claims by Sidney Powell and Linwood. The claims center on a purported raid by the U.S. Army in Germany. But no such raid took place. On Saturday, a spokesman from the Army told the Associated Press those allegations are false. Now, we don't know who the spokesperson was. And we don't know how the question was given to him or her, assuming that their quote of the person those allegations are false, is actually accurate. No such raid took place, they say. Well, are they saying that that raid, the details as they were described by Gohmert, are inaccurate? They are they making the claim that no raid happened? Because there's a whole lot of information out there that says the raid did happen. And there are a whole lot of really reputable people willing to put their reputations on the line to say it happened. Seidel also put out a statement, according to the USA Today article, fact check. Seidel also put out a statement on Friday to refute the claims. This is probably two Fridays ago now because this article is old including that it currently does not have servers or offices in Frankfurt. And to be clear, that's no longer the way this story is described. It's not about Seidel having a facility there. It's about the CIA having a facility there. But Seidel says the U.S. Army has not seized anything from Seidel in Barcelona, Frankfurt or anywhere else. The statement also clarified that its technologies were not used to tabulate, tally, or count votes in the U.S. and were hosted and managed within the U.S. by a local subsidiary, SOE Software, based in Tampa, Florida. Jonathan Brill, the president of the company's U.S. division, told the Associated Press that Seidel temporarily had backup servers in Frankfurt for a project related to the European Parliament. But they were closed in September 2019. Cytle products sold to U.S. customers are fully housed in the U.S., utilizing Amazon Web Services, and have never been housed in Germany. The fact check goes on. Chris Krebs, the director of the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, also debunked the claims on Twitter on Saturday, again two weeks ago. Election-related servers were not recently seized in Europe by the U.S. Army, contrary to hashtag disinfo, rapidly spreading across social media. Last week, an election security coalition that includes Krebs, CISA, and The National Association of State Election Directors described the election as, quote, the most secure in American history. So we are back to that statement. Again, old article. Chris Krebs has since been removed from his position because of this absolute garbage nonsense that he has been saying. And thank goodness for that. The coalition found there is no evidence that any voting system deleted or lost votes, changed votes, or in any way was compromised. Oh, good. So they claim that there is no evidence. All of these claims are based on the no evidence theory. And we've talked a bit about how that no evidence claim works. At what point does something become evidence. Looking in the data, seeing that vote totals were in fact switched from one candidate to the other is a pretty good way to know that Chris Krebs is wrong. But not only that, they've already overturned an election call in a Congress race in Michigan specifically due to that problem that the votes were taken from the Republican candidate and given to the Democratic candidate. And then when that problem was rectified, it turned out the Republican candidate actually had won. So that might also be evidence. And that evidence is actually agreed to by the elections commissions, obviously. So the USA today has ruled that This whole claim about the raid is false. Well, that's very interesting, not only because it's not false and that fact check doesn't do anything in the way of proving it false, except, quote, a representative from Seidel and Chris Krebs, who has since been fired for his anti-American activity. But none of that takes away from the fact that this fact check isn't at all related to that video that I posted that they have now said it has false information. And they use an unrelated fact check to prove that Russ Ramsland here in testimony that he has sworn to in an affidavit is is false. That is completely insane and just another sign of what these social media companies are doing. It's amazing to me that people try to deny this or that they take the back of the social media company and say, well, you know, you shouldn't be posting stuff like that. If it's false, it's false and that's what you get. All right. Send me another article. Give me another fact check. Did you read the article, Kami? Can I quiz you about the article that you say you read that you just sent me? And now you sent me five other articles that you just Googled? Can I quiz you about them? Twitter has the trending topic of Joe Biden, President-elect Joe Biden, choosing people for his cabinets and transition teams. So I guess Joe is back to being president-elect. It's odd that Twitter doesn't come with a warning that says this claim about the election is disputed or multiple sources call the race differently because multiple sources do, in fact, call the race differently. But that's not a problem now. It's odd. I just went to search Joe Biden on Twitter and it didn't actually bring up Joe Biden's account. And then when you go to people It lists Barack Obama and Kamala Harris above Joe Biden in a search for Joe Biden. Twitter has lost its mind. Of course, that trending topic is no longer there. It must have expired after trending for 10 minutes. Maybe it was the whole president-elect part that they had a problem with. Maybe they thought, oh man, shouldn't have that there. That's not true. Probably got to get that down. But yeah, that whole trending topic is gone. Shortest trend ever. But don't worry. Twitter has named a new head of conversational safety. And it's a, quote, young, queer, Asian-American businesswoman. Huh. Guess that problem's solved now. Now, I want to talk about this piece from Revolver a few days ago, uh, revolver.news. They've been doing a great job. The definitive case proving Donald Trump won the election. Now, they did a statistical analysis on the vote spikes in Michigan and Wisconsin. And in the intro, they write, A thorough and damning new analysis just published calls the legitimacy of this critical period into question and shows just how completely ridiculous and far fetched the core of Joe Biden's comeback really was in Michigan, Wisconsin and Georgia. It flags four individual vote dumps critical to Joe Biden's victory in these states and shows convincingly that the ratio of Biden votes to Trump votes were profoundly anomalous when compared to other dumps in those States and virtually every other vote dump across the country. So basically what they're showing is that in these overnight vote dumps that entirely shifted the the whole outlook for Joe Biden, the, Vote dumps in particular were not only anomalous for that place and that state, but were anomalous for the entire country. That these are in like the ninety nine point ninth percentile of strangeness, basically, when it comes to how every other place voted throughout the entire election. So in the revolver piece. It says the report examines the vote spikes across the state, controlling for how big the state is and how democratic it is. It does the following it defines mathematically what a vote spike is, it shows just how rare those are. It shows how during a five hour period, four particularly extreme vote spikes arrived favoring Joe Biden. It shows how crucial these were to Joe Biden's election in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia and most damningly shows how Joe Biden likely would have lost these states and the election were these only more spiky than 99% of all vote dumps. So it wasn't only that the extremity of the spike caused Joe Biden to win. It was that it was that much more significantly extreme than the 99th percentile spike. Just that difference caused these Joe Biden, quote unquote, wins. So back to the article, the report describes a measurement for showing the relationship between the number of votes Biden wins by or loses by in any given vote dump and how well he did as a ratio of Trump's votes in that vote dump while controlling for the size and political lean of a state. It thus normalizes the data across states, allowing for apples-to-apples comparisons. The key mathematical reason why these vote spikes are anomalous is that for every large vote dump heavily favoring Biden in any given area, you would also expect to have smaller vote dumps in the same area, which favor him by similar margins. Got it? So that means like, If one area has 10,000 people and let's say that that entire area is likely to go 90 percent for Biden and 10 percent for Trump and you get you would expect out of every thousand votes in the 10,000 area for 900 to be for Biden for 100 to be for Trump. What this is saying is, is that. One of those dumps was basically 999 to one or that two of them were or three of them were, but that they don't relate at all to all of the rest of the vote dumps. Like, even if we had nine out of 10, nine out of 10, like, let's say that, you know, we have this one vote dump. Let's say it's 2000 votes. And in that dump, we have one thousand nine hundred and ninety eight for Biden and two for Donald Trump. But no matter how many vote dumps we have accounting for that other 8000, like let's say it's 800 vote dumps. Right. And each one is is 10 votes and each one of those nine out of 10 are for Biden. So we have 800 separate vote dumps where it was nine to one for Joe Biden. And then in this one vote dump that is. So much bigger than all those little vote dumps. Those were all 10. Now we have one that's 2,000. And in that 2,000 vote dump, Biden gets 1,998 and Trump gets two. Whereas in the rest of the states, for Trump to get two votes, you would have only had to look at a batch of 20 votes. This one is 2000. So that's off by a factor of 100. That's extraordinary. And that's exactly what happened in multiple places during the same period in the same way. And there is no other anomaly that can account for that relationship. There's nothing else showing a similar anomaly, which would make it less anomalous, obviously. So we have these extraordinary circumstances that don't mirror any of the voting trends anywhere else, including in the same areas. And those anomalies count for the entire Joe Biden margin of, quote unquote, victory in these places. That. Is fraud. I've talked about. Impossible things happening. The thing about impossible things is that they don't happen. That's how they're impossible. But let's go to their summary, the summary and revolver. And of course, they link to the study. But here we go. Four of the seven most extreme vote dumps decided the election for Joe Biden. Four of the seven most extreme vote dumps not favored Joe Biden. That's not what they're saying. They're saying that those four vote dumps on their own decided the election for Joe Biden. Out of all the vote dumps in the entire country for the whole election, those four are said to give the election to Joe Biden. That's insane. This alone is bizarre and fundamentally cuts against his narrative of moderate increases in suburban and exurban areas. Of course, that didn't happen. Moreover, the distribution is, quote, heavily tailed, and these vote dumps are vastly more co-extreme than even the points around the ninety-nine point fifth percentile. Two, these four vote dumps were quantifiably more far more extreme than virtually every other vote dump with only a few others as extreme in their aberration from the inverse pattern observed elsewhere. Three, the odds of these three states, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, being so well represented at the top of the distribution is just over 1%. And when you factor in that a vote dump in Georgia is the ninth most extreme point, the odds that these three states have five of the top 10 most extreme dumps drops to less than 1%. Clearly, there's something different about these states than others, including other blue states or even other Midwestern states where a deep blue urban population offsets the red rest of the state. For example, Illinois and Minnesota or States like Colorado, Texas, or Oregon, where the urban areas are also vastly more democratic than the rest of the state. Four, these vote spikes all occurred in the same five-hour period. Wisconsin and Michigan both spent around 18 hours counting votes, and the count took several days in Georgia. We have since learned that the pipe burst story in deep blue Georgia was never in fact true. That's the State Farm Arena thing. I've talked about that. The pipe burst never happened. That was the excuse to shut down counting. They removed all the Republican poll watchers and kept the count going overnight, even though they said they were stopping. Five. This five-hour period remains a period of great controversy surrounding how the vote counting was stopped. Recently, we learned That the story of a pipe bursting in Georgia was, in fact, not true. Combine that with the results shown in this piece and an obvious picture comes into view. In all three states, the count was stopped to give cover for electoral fraud on the scale of hundreds of thousands of votes, which were released in the middle of the night, hoping few would notice. The burden of proof is now on Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Democratic Party and their various urban machine operatives to defend these results as legitimate. The -the on-the-ground circumstances in these states have been suspicious for weeks and warranted investigation in their own right. We now have math to confirm our suspicions. This report in winding sentences and hedged language lays it bare for us all to see. Joe Biden's election victory relied on a fraudulent counting process in the dead of night. The media has no interest in covering this and indeed are actively trying to suppress it. An attempt to Google search for precincts that stopped the count makes this clear. The steal of this election perpetrated in the middle of the night in several states was allowed to happen only because of the extraordinary assistance given to the Democrats by big media and big tech. Nonetheless, thanks to what appears to be an anonymous group of researchers, we can definitively state what we knew all along. Donald Trump is the legitimate winner of this election. Now, that. Is obviously true so it comes down to making it true and proving it true to the American people now part of that could be done by having access to the voting machines which of course you guessed it they're trying not to give they were about to erase the machines entirely in Georgia and then a judge stopped them from doing that then reversed his decision And then re-reversed it, so who knows where it stands now. But they're not supposed to be erasing their machines. Doesn't mean they won't do it. They probably did it, or will do it, and they're just going to say, oh yeah, well we just did it right when you said we could. So, sorry, guess you waited a couple hours too long to re-reverse your decision. Based on your deeply held beliefs. And so, part of the reason why high noon is a little bit late today is I was watching the Giuliani hearing, the election fraud hearing in Arizona today. It's not over. In fact, I think it's probably playing right now, and there's a lot more to listen to. But the evidence of election fraud really is extraordinary. Anyone who says there's no evidence is intentionally not looking or lying and making claims about something that you have intentionally not looked into is basically the same as lying. So watch that if you can, because it really is incredible what has happened and what has happened in place after place after place. This isn't some isolated incident where someone took matters into their own hands. This is everywhere and it is intentional. And I think that these hearings are good. People are trying to, you know, the media and uh, commies and whatnot are trying to make it like these hearings don't matter because they're not formal hearings under oath. Even though the things that people are saying in the hearings are already things that they have said in signed sworn affidavits. So it's not like they're just making it up here but would rescind their testimony under oath as they give it. They have already signed an affidavit under the penalty of perjury that the things they are saying are true and correct. So they're presenting the same evidence in this hearing. Now, the legal issues aside, it should be important to everyone— To hear what these people have to say, because our election process is completely fucked. There's no reason that any American should have any faith that this election is valid and legitimate. And that's why so many Americans don't. It's up to like, I think, uh, somewhere around 80 percent of Republicans and over 30 percent of Democrats don't have faith in this election. And good for them. That means they're paying attention. There's no reason anyone should have faith in these elections. And we still do have time, obviously. There are a lot of things that can happen even outside of court cases. It is possible that the evidence of voter fraud becomes absolutely undeniable and overwhelming. And at that point, state legislatures who go and send electors based on the illegitimate counts that they have in their states, will be doing so at their own peril and also doing so against the best interest of this country. And they will be held accountable for that. Like these people somehow think that they're saving their election chances by kind of like kicking the can down the road and not dealing with this problem now as it exists. So much of the Republican establishment is talking about this January 5th runoff in Georgia for these two Senate candidates. And I don't even see how we get there, much less worry about trying to support Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue right now. I'm not supporting anybody, any party, anyone, who doesn't come out And say what this is and try to fix it. And that includes especially Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. The fact that they are not out there on the front lines of this thing is insane. What do they think is going to happen in the January 5th election? Unless there's some backroom deal to just give it to them. Then Stacey Abrams is going to crank up her fraud machine with the help of their completely corrupt secretary of state, Brad Raffensperger. And Brian Kemp, their completely corrupt governor. And we're going to get the same result. You know, everybody's like, Georgians need to move on and unite for this January 5th election. No, they fucking don't. They need to make sure that their elected representatives do their job. And send electors to the electoral college who will represent the actual will of Georgia's voters. And the will of Georgia's voters was not to elect Joe Biden. And we can say that in declarative terms because they have had every opportunity to open up the process to a fair and legitimate count and audit, and they have chosen not to. They have kept people out of the room. They threw away the envelopes with the signatures so they can't do signature matching. They had shredding companies come to shred documents at the voting centers, and now they're trying to make it difficult for the machines to be maintained in their current state so that they can be examined. In fact, the argument made to that judge yesterday was about protecting Dominion's proprietary software. It's not about protecting the sanctity of an American election. It's not about making sure that the people's choice for commander in chief of the most powerful military in the world is represented in the White House. It's about protecting Dominion software so that we can't find out what actually happened and prevent it from happening in the future. And of course not, because this is the system of control. They maintain power by rigging elections. What could be more obvious? Maxine Waters is still in office after 30 years. And the place she represents has been in terrible condition for all 30 of those years. Is she helping her people, her constituents, her voters? No. Does she still get reelected by wide margins? Yes. Does she live in a $6 million house? Yes. Is it in her district? No. So you're telling me that she still gets elected by the people? The people down there just want to keep seeing Maxine on MSNBC? That's what people want out of their lives is to know that their congressman is on television. In Hollywood, we get to have Adam Schiff on television. That's terrible. Because, A, he looks like an alien. B, he looks like a serial killer. And C, he looks like the sort of alien serial killer who probably eats his victims. And oh yeah, he lies all the time. You know what I would love? I would love to quiz Adam Schiff about Michael Flynn. I would love to quiz Adam Schiff about Russia and that whole impeachment thing he did. I would love to quiz him about all those things. In fact, I'd love to quiz him about how much election fraud helped him win his election. Because I don't believe that people in Southern California are as stupid as the celebrities think we are and tell us we are. The celebrities are that stupid. Everybody else is pretty normal. But back to the hearings, I think that these things are really important because this is how the narrative shifts. And another week or so of the narrative shifting toward this being obviously election fraud, will make it very, very difficult for these state legislatures to shirk their constitutional duty and responsibility to their constituents and to the American people of sending electors that represent the will of the voters. The Constitution was written this way for a reason. They can take that power back on the chance that something in the election goes dramatically wrong as it has this year. These problems are exactly what that is for. That is not an extreme step. It is literally written into the Constitution, and it has decided presidents before that way. If all these establishment Republicans want to give up then they should be primaried and voted out of office at the next possible opportunity, including January 5th in Georgia. If you're not going to stand up for the rights of individual citizens to be able to fairly and freely cast their ballots and understand and know that their ballots are going to count for one vote, Legitimately, just like everyone else's, no dead people, no people voting in multiple states, no people using vacant lots as their address, their home address, where 200 voters are registered and all vote the same way from that vacant lot. Systems that we can't that we're not even allowed to see much less do forensic analysis on. This election is a total sham. If that's not a bigger priority than trying to win a Senate race, then we have no priorities. The country is just over. That's it. And of course, we will be swallowed whole by by China. And the... Great Reset will be upon us. And all of that sounds absolutely terrible. And if you don't know what the Great Reset is, you should probably figure that out before thinking about anything else in the political arena. If you think that is a future you want, then move to China because America is not supposed to be doing that. That's why the Constitution was written, to protect us from moments like these. And instead, we choose to give it away because we are too lazy and too concerned with false decorum to tell the simple truth. Watch Rudy's hearing. If you haven't, it is worth it. The proof of fraud is everywhere. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network, although I might soon. Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Back in as moderator for tonight's broadcast. At least.